Welcome to the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom podcast with Jacob Ayers, providing actionable content to help you along your journey to financial freedom through real estate investing. As the premier asset class, real estate has helped ordinary people just like you amass fortunes. The benefits of passive income from real estate investing will allow you to live a life you want. And now your host, entrepreneur, real estate investor, and apartment deal syndicator, Jacob Ayers. Hi, and welcome to the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom podcast, episode 319. I'm your host, Jacob Ayers, and you are listening to Friday Fundamentals. Hey, welcome back to the show. Happy Friday. I hope you're doing great. Well, today's Friday Fundamental is one of my favorite real estate transaction strategies and my favorite way to buy property when it works. That is seller financing. Yes, the elusive seller financing you may have heard of. The unicorn of transactions in the real estate world. Now, you may have heard of it or know of someone who has successfully closed a deal with it or maybe even done it yourself. If you haven't, or maybe you have and you want to do more, we're first going to explore what exactly seller financing means, identify scenarios where it works best, and uncover ways to pitch it and make it work. So ready? Let's jump into it. Seller financing, to start off with, is when the seller finances the property for the buyer. Sometimes this is called carrying the note, or holding the paper, and even sometimes rent to own, although that last term is oftentimes misused. Seller financing entails the current owner or seller, one and the same, letting the buyer make payments directly to him or her, rather than requiring the buyer to go out and get a loan from the bank in paying the entire purchase price up front. As such, the seller is financing the property for the buyer, hence the term seller financing. Now you might be thinking to yourself, why would a seller agree to payments rather than a lump sum? That's a great question and one that many sellers ask themselves when posed with this option. Before we get into overcoming objections like this among others, Let's look next at the advantages and disadvantages for each side of the seller-financed transaction. So let's start with the obvious advantages to the buyer. One, the buyer does not have to qualify for a loan with a traditional lender and then go through all the processes that come with that, like providing financial statements and tax returns, loan applications, loan fees, and not to mention all the time that that entire process takes. Two, the buyer can negotiate terms directly with the seller, from down payments to interest rates and amortization schedules. Try doing that with your local bank and see how that goes. And three, the buyer can more easily take title to a property in an LLC. Especially on smaller deals, banks are sometimes hesitant to loan to LLCs. Until you get into the larger commercial deals with Fannie and Freddie loans, 
banks want to have the recourse of your name on the loan. Now with seller financing, you can more easily build in that non-recourse option. There are of course advantages to the seller too. You should be keenly aware of these and how to present them if you hope to convince an owner of seller financing to you. The first is the seller will make a return on the money they lend the buyer. Rather than taking the proceeds from a traditional sale and putting it all in, let's say a savings account earning 0.01% interest, the seller could lend you the money, thus earning 4, 6, 8, 10%, whatever the interest rate that you two agree to. Whatever that rate is, it's likely much higher than they could expect by putting that money back in the bank in a savings account, CD, or etc. Two, the seller will get a lump sum payment in the form of a down payment. So they still get that upfront chunk of money. Three, carrying the note allows the seller to still quote unquote invest while being more passive. Rather than managing the property, collecting rents, and being responsible for all the maintenance, the seller can instead sit back and cash the buyer's mortgage check every month while earning a fixed rate interest on their money. Four, tax deferral. This may be the biggest benefit of all to the seller. If the seller sells their property for all cash, assuming the buyer is borrowing the purchase amount from the bank, then the seller will be responsible for paying capital gains tax, assuming they own the property for over a year. Now by agreeing to seller financing, they instead take that tax liability and spread it out over a greater amount of time. Now I highly recommend you talk with your CPA and urge the seller to do the same. Everyone's tax situation is different, but this can help the seller avoid a large tax liability and that point alone should always be highlighted in the deal. And five, there are costs with selling any real estate. Agents fees, banks fees, closing costs, title work, etc. With seller financing, many of those costs are minimized and some are avoided altogether. Now, there are some disadvantages to seller financing. One, it's up to both parties to work together to make the deal happen. There likely isn't an intermediate, say, real estate agent helping broker the deal. So it's up to both parties. Two, it can be difficult to come to terms, especially if one of the parties isn't experienced in this type of transaction. Three, the interest rate or other terms may not be as competitive as a bank will offer, resulting in a higher cost of capital for the buyer. And four, the seller and buyer must kind of trust one another to perform each of their obligations, and this is where a good contract will help. More on that in just a second. Now, there are obvious advantages to seller financing, but it doesn't come without its fair share of challenges too. You may find better odds of successfully negotiating seller financing with certain types of properties and sellers than others. This strategy likely won't work if you're trying to go out and buy, say, a new construction single family listed on the MLS as it would with, let's say, an off-market distressed duplex with an out-of-state owner. 
So some indicators you can look for where possible seller financing may be more probable include for sale by owner, also known as FISBOs or FSBOs. You can look for that term on Craigslist and other off-market listing places. Two, looking for properties with high equity, meaning the owner owes very little on the mortgage. You could also look for distressed properties, physically distressed properties that are run down, dilapidated, vacant, etc. by driving around your local markets. You could also look for tax liens. Properties that are behind on their taxes indicate some kind of possible financial distress of the owner or the property. And then same goes for pre-foreclosures, looking for properties who are in the pre-foreclosure process through sites like preforeclosure.com, propstream.com, and others. I'll link those in the show notes. You can also look for out-of-state owners. These are owners who own a property but live in a different state, meaning they're more hands-off. You can also look for eviction notices. If their property has had to evict a tenant, maybe that's showing some physical distress in the property or at least a headache that you might be able to help a possible property owner solve. And lastly, you can look for municipal fines. Say there's fines or code violations from a city for overgrown grass or you know, dilapidated property conditions or whatever that might be. Those are all good indicators of possible seller financing. So treat this seller financing like just another tool in your toolbox. Sometimes it can be the right tool for the job and other times it will be, well, like trying to hammer a screw. So it's up to you as a real estate investor to solve problems. With seller financing, you have one more strategy in your skill set that can help you solve a property owner's problem. Being able to explain the advantages of seller financing will help you create a win-win scenario for both you and the seller. As a bonus, I recommend improving your negotiation and communication skills. A few resources, namely books, that I've found helpful are Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, Exactly What to Say by Phil Jones, and Influence the Psychology of Persuasion by Robert Cialdini or Cialdini, not sure how you pronounce his name. Either way, I'll link all of those in the show notes for you to pick up if you haven't yet. Of course, don't listen to me when it comes to legal and tax advice. I know practically nothing. Have a CPA and a real estate attorney advise you on these subjects. That's imperative. Don't take my advice as that of a professional. I hope you've learned something you may not have realized about seller financing. When it comes together, it's a great solution for both the buyer and the seller. After all, as a real estate investor, you are a problem solver and you get compensated in direct proportion to the level of problems you can solve. So add this seller financing to your toolbox and make offers. I challenge you to look for opportunities where seller financing may work and make at least one offer this week. I look forward to hearing how it goes for you. Well, that wraps up this week's Friday Fundamental, brought to you by Ayers Acquisitions, a real estate investment company that acquires 
cash flowing real estate in emerging markets using techniques just like this. With a focus on multifamily investments, Airs Acquisitions seeks value add opportunities in recession resistant markets and properties that generate strong returns for our qualified investors. To learn more about our investment strategies and processes, you can visit www.airsacquisitions.com. There you can schedule a call personally with me to connect further. As always, engineer the lifestyle you want. You've been listening to the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom podcast, providing you actionable content to build your real estate empire. Nothing on this show should be considered specific, personal, or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for personal advice. The opinions of guests are their own. Information is not guaranteed. All investment strategies have a potential for profit or loss. The host is operating on behalf of the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom, LLC, exclusively.